nuts. Weird. Hello everyone, and welcome to an Apotheosis of a Bombast, episode number 09393. Uh, I am Ultimate Manus, I'm all the way in England, or if you're in England, I'm just in England, and all the way over in America, it's Scott Copperman, or if you're in America, just Scott Copperman. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? I'm good. Jolly good. good. Let's start off with... Uh, I saw Cars 2 at the weekend. Oh, you're one of the few. Yes, I don't think many people have actually gone to see it, have they? No, no, it's, it's been pretty widely panned, but... It's uh, not through want of actually going to see it, it's more want of the kiddies wanting to go see it, and me saying, yeah, okay, I'll go along. And... Not impressed! It was rubbish! <laughs> Is it basically just a big commercial now for Disney toys? I think so, but I don't think the kids are going to buy the toys off of this. I just think it's absolutely terrible. It was... I, I've heard things of the, the Cars universe doesn't really work. And I understand that, and I had that when I first saw Cars. Mm-hmm. Okay, where did the Cars come from? What are they there? But... When they're driving around on a track, i.e. the first one, you just come along and you see them racing on the track. It works. You just got cars talking to each other. Wait, they're not on an airplane or flying in hang gliders and... Exactly, yeah, but you take them out of that environment and you put like a, a super spy thing on it. And it's just... Shit! <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. And there's, um... It seems to me... As if they they used real-life footage in it at one point. I don't know if the rendering has got that good that their footage of London was pinpoint accurate and it just felt like you were actually there. I have it, noticed more and more, um, like in the Family Guy Star Wars parodies, yeah. they basically are drawing right on top of the original film. Mm. So... At some points, you know, like it looks exactly like the Star Destroyer. It doesn't look like a cartoon Star Destroyer because they're basically tracing right over a, a bunch of straight lines. You know, right, okay. Get the pigment just right. So I could see the same thing. If they took the panoramic shot of the city and traced right over the, the buildings, it's it probably doesn't have too much variation. No, it just seemed as it. There's like fictional tracks in this new uh, film, and you get all the zooming around of these fictional tracks, and you feel like they're there. They suit the the frame that they've been put in because it's been built around them, and they've been built on top of that, and it all clicks kind of mm-hmm. well. When you try to scan these images on top of these real life footage, it just doesn't work. The lighting's just off, or you know that they're not there. It's kind of... Do you remember that really, really old cartoon, Pete, Pete's Dragon, I think it was? And it was just a kid yeah. in an old Disney movie and, like, a big dragon walking around. And you know that it is terribly done. It's just animation on... on uh, like Roger Rabbit was. 
animation on real life and you just know that they're looking at nothing or they're looking at a man with a tennis ball on a stick yes and it, it, it felt like that and it was just it just didn't do anything there was just no feel to it and it was just cra- it was worse than Wally in my opinion Wally's the worst one from my point of view yeah. anyway of the of the Pixar movies but it was worse than Wally I get panned for saying worse than Wally as well I, I like Wally I thought it was a neat story I'd, uh, I, a lot of people like Up I'm not a big fan of Up There's, no am uh, I see. Well, what are the Pixar films? We'll go through them kind of quickly here. I know we're going to forget some, so I'll, I'll call up a quick list here. Okay. The Toy Stories are pretty universally enjoyed. Yeah, I... It is kind of the first one, and the one that wraps it up as well. Toy Story 2, you can take or leave, I think. Yes. Alright, well, so I have uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Oh, let me try and name them. Okay. All right, Toy Story. Yep. Uh, um, Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Hmm. Nuts. I just had them all in my head, and now they've just disappeared. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Cars. Cars 2. Yep. Incredibles. Best one ever. Um, Wally. Mm-hmm. How many have I got to get? You got uh, the two other Toy Stories and then three other movies. Hmm. What are the three other movies? Well, Up, which I said I didn't care for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Finding Nemo and Monsters, Inc. Oh, how can I forget them? Yeah, okay, cool. No, I did watch Bugs Life just the other day, and it's clever, but it's... I don't enjoy that one as much. I like the actors in it, but I don't... There's something about that story that I just don't really... uh, Enjoy that. That came out the same time. At, that's when another one of those semi-clone movies came along. There was Ants. Yeah, Ants. Which, yeah, uh, much more chiseled looking. But Bugs Life and that, I, I, Bugs Life doesn't really do it for me that much. Monsters Inc. I enjoy, but I, I, my kids used to watch that a lot when they were really little, and it just ha- it hasn't gotten old. If it comes on, I'll still watch it. But um, yeah, there was a big thing when. Monsters Inc. came out about the fur on Sully, mm-hmm. and everyone was going, "Oh look, look at the fur! Every individual blade of fur yeah. has been rendered, and it oh look at the way it swishes, and you could just run your hands through his hair." And it was cool. I kind of liked the story. I remember going to cinema for that as well. The Incredibles, I agree, that's my favorite. I I like Wally a lot. I like the story of Wally, and I like the fact that the there's so little dialogue in the story. I didn't like the story. It was, it just seemed too pretentious and, oh, we're all going to end up fat if we just let robots do everything and we just sit on our asses <laughs> and just watch TV and then we won't interact with anyone. And it just seems, okay, kids, this is your chance to clean up your world and not be a fatty and walk around on your yeah, own two Well, feet. I try not to look at it as a lesson, more just a... I look at it more as like a an old silent movie kind of. I like the way that so much is conveyed with so little um, actual verbalization on the part of the robots. But yeah, there's an argument where people say, "Well, if you don't like Wally, then you obviously won't like silent films. You just don't get it." No balls. I just I'm allowed not to like it, and 
I just, no, it just didn't work yeah. for me. I uh, up. I didn't care for up that much. Ratatouille has a little rewatch value for me. I don't. I don't I know like what that. it is. It's uh, what what is it about it that I don't like so much? Uh, I don't like the the human, <laughs> the human that. Uh, oh, the chef. Yeah, that he he just is a little whiny to me. I thought the head chef was like Prince. He reminded yeah. me of Prince a hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of the characters in it are clever, but it's... I mean, The Incredibles is definitely far superior to me to that. And Finding Nemo, it just feels long to me every time I watch it. I don't know if it's that I know what's coming. It doesn't have as much rewatch value as some of the other ones do. Mm. That's, that's not too bad. I don't mind that. But I personally think Wally is a pile of old guff. <laughs> Well, you're entitled to your opinion. But not as much guff as Cars 2, which is where we were. That is just shonky and wonky and horrible and just just didn't get into it whatsoever. It actually made me want to get my cup of lemonade and pour it over my two children at the <laughs> same time, just to make them cry. <laughs> and we had that uh, situation in the cinema. We All four of us went and... We had a family of four behind us, and just into the movie, you felt dum 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 on your chair. Oh no! Okay, right. What do we do? But it was if it, I was in a movie for myself, then I think I would have got cross. For some reason, I didn't get angry, and I was just sitting there, and I had the two kids in between me and uh, Amanda, and she was over the other side, and I could see her getting worked up. And they were obviously kicking her chair. <laughs> yeah. And I kept looking, and she was getting more and more wound up. And in the end, it was dum, dum, dum. And she stood up, turned around, and looked at one of the kids and went, can you stop doing that? And he, his feet just disappeared <laughs> as if they fell off. She didn't and get scolded by another adult? How dare you talk to my child that way? No, the adult seemed embarrassed and like oh, kind of shied away. <laughs> good. And um, she sat down. Give it ten minutes. And then she just stood up and went, Can you stop doing it, please? And the mum was like, Oh, can you stop that, please? Can you stop that? And then I fell in my chair. I was like, What the hell's going on? Mm. And I, I felt like, I don't know. Just, if I was in a, a movie for myself, I think I would have gone bonkers. But have you ever done that in a cinema and turned around and said, you know, could you please stop kicking my chair? Yes, not lately, because most of the time it's an adult who's causing the problems, and mm. I'm concerned about the retaliation. Like, uh, the last two problems were, like, a 20-year-old on their cell phone, which is fine, but just the bright light right in my eyes. Yeah. You know, and, and some people don't take the hint, you know, like I'll say to Marianne, like, Oh, I can't see, you know, the thing's right in my face, or, <laughs> like, I can't, you know, I do the passive-aggressive thing, it doesn't work very well. And it's the, not her phone, is it? No. <laughs> and the last time, uh, there was, um, like, three heavyset women who had brought just tons and tons of food, and the whole movie, I'm listening to... <laughs> Let me have that. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you know, and... I, we were four across like you were, and it was uh, next to me, and I just, uh, 
I couldn't take it. I was like, I, I almost got up and left to go sit somewhere else. And you need some generic lines to say as well, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I can't think of any just at the moment. No. I'm normally if I'm put on the spot, then I can think of it. But you know, I haven't got some big heavy set ladies next to me going. Nom, nom, yeah. nom, nom. All right. So Pixar generally is credited with some great stories in general and very impressive animation and you know I, I think they do a good job too of picking good subject matter like the Toy Story things those toys are familiar they are able to render them looking very realistic but then there's there's uh, competitive studios uh, was it DreamWorks make yeah. some films what are some other animated movies not going way back to like the old Disney films but some of the non-Pixar films lately, like Monsters vs. Aliens, um, and anything else that you saw that you were like, well, you know, it wasn't Pixar, but that's good. Because there's been a flurry ever since Pixar first came out with a few. You're starting to get a lot of uh, other animated movies come out. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Polar Express, but I think that's a kind of different animation, isn't it? Yeah, but they did that with... It's a different studio, I'd, I don't like that look. It's kind of a creepy look to me. Oh, I like that. I uh, think it's wicked. And that's what the Tintin movie is going to be too, right? It's that same style yeah. of... Yeah, it's, it's not human enough. It looks warped. Do you like Tintin? I, I'm not familiar enough with it. I've seen one or two stories. I know it's coming. Uh, I, I think the story that they're going to be using is... Um, uh, Something about a boat called the Unicorn. I can't remember the actual title of the book, but I used to read them as kids. I've got all the DVDs as well. You can get all the the cartoons on mm-hmm. DVD, and I've got the collection of that. And I've got nigh on probably about half the books upstairs as well. Because I'm just a, I I need that in my collection, kind of thing. So I'm working my slowly working my way to picking all of that up, but. I'm quite looking forward to that. I liked the, um, what was the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol one? Yeah. I liked that as well. Not a lot of people like that at all. And I'm just a big fan of that style of movie. Well, you have the DreamWorks films are the Shrek movies. I don't like Uh, them at all. Kung Fu Panda. How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, Megamind was one that came out fairly recently. Hmm. You know, it's a different, slightly different look. Monsters vs. Aliens, B-movie, Flushed Away, Madagascar. Madagascar is wicked. Over the Hedge, Ants, they made Ants. Yeah. Shark Tale. Terrible. That is terrible, that movie. I like, uh, you ever see Iron Giant? That's the old cartoon one, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably more like late 80s. But, I remember uh, it being out, yeah. Never seen it, though. And then DreamWorks also does the Wallace and Gromit films. Uh, Chicken Run, um, the Wallace and Gromit, uh, what's the Curse of the Were-Rabbit, I think it is. Yeah, when that first came out, it was okay. But now, it's old hat. It's all been done now, isn't it? Well, yeah, that it was a distinctive style. And now they have, I think, Shaun the Sheep is a kid's show they do. And uh, there's some commercials now that use that same artwork. And I don't think they're doing claymation as much. I think they're doing more 
virtual clay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, also, it, oh, Cars 2 is, is definitely something that uh, you know most people seem to dislike, so you're definitely not alone in feeling that way. No, oh, I don't actually want to buy the DVD either. I don't think I will. I think I might actually refuse it. Um, I also saw Skyline. Have you seen that? No, it's that's the Invasion really, one, right? Yeah, really, really bad Invasion one. But I went into it knowing it was going to be absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. And so I think I enjoyed it just slightly more because I I weren't paying, yeah, you know, I wasn't paying uh, twelve pound to go into the cinema to watch it. Yeah, it's kind of like the people that went into the cinema to watch Phone Booth, and just felt shortchanged. And I went into it thinking, okay, this is gonna be a pile of guff. It was a absolute steaming turd, <laughs> but it was fun. Just to watch this steaming turd smolder, literally. <laughs> we saw it hit the deck, and we saw the steam rising off of it. So, um, it was terrible. I probably won't watch it again, but it, it was an experience. Let's put it like that. I wouldn't recommend it. No, I don't blame you. There's there's a th- new thing on Discovery here, uh, a series called Curiosity, and uh, I guess it's... It's the same group of experts you seem to see on all their ancient aliens, what if, how things work, building better humans kind of specials. There's like a uh, a bunch of prominent physicists and stuff who are somewhat personable. But they, they just had one about uh, alien contact. And so at mm-hmm. first it goes through um, what an alien, what the detection might be like. So it's 10 minutes of how that would happen and movies are getting wrong like it wouldn't just be a bunch of government people talking about it it would be some astronomer would mention it to the newspaper and it'd be on every news story that there's a meteorite that didn't follow a, a parabolic path and it appears to be intelligently controlled and and they talk about how why they might be here and how the idea that they'd be here for our water is not practical because there's other places for water and ice mm. and then it um what would they probably do? How would we probably respond? And uh, it, it's interesting, but they basically consistently went through like how all these different movies are not practical <laughs> and not you know you're not going to have an Independence Day type uh, conquering of Earth. They're not going to launch their nine thousand fighters and attack it. Some things were right how they would park over every city and just kind of take out things, but. Um, how would they know? Well, the metropolitan area, they would just focus, I guess, on major metropolitan areas. And just like how if you have ant, an ant problem, you take your spray and you blast the ant hills. Yeah. You know, so they would go to New York City, Los Angeles, Singapore, Tokyo, you know, all, all these major cities. And But they said the most practical thing would be an uh, EMP, knock out the technology rather than... Just knock out everything. Yeah. Rather than launching your fighters to fight with our F-18s. and. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that really bugged me about that Independence Day when they just flew down and parked over every single city. And you think, well, okay, from that point of view, I suppose, but, you know, how would they know 
where everything is really based? How do they know that that's the the general population? I suppose I can see lights from the dark side of Earth and stuff like that, but there's no intergalactic map where they turn around and say, right, the, the leader of this country is here, and the leader of this country is here, and you'll find this person over here. They, they won't know that, surely. Well, I don't know. Like, the this show said you're right and they said that actually in independence day they they don't try to interact with the humans and negotiate like in v mm. v they land in new york or in washington dc and they try to you know they're familiar with the pop culture and all that stuff but this this said more would be just going to where the power plants are and going to where the the largest concentration of of activity was I'd love one just to turn up in Australia and drive around for hours and hours there's no one here there's literally <laughs> no one here oh hang on we're in the middle of Australia let's go to the edges because that's where everyone is you know you always have that Star Trek 4 idea too that the notion that um, aliens would focus on talking to us as opposed to you know, the Star Trek forces that came for the whales. You know, that, that's who they're looking to correspond with, not us. But well, didn't they? See, I'm no Trekkie, as you already know. But didn't they come for the whales because? Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, just there's to to there's the a whales. probe, there's an intergalactic probe that no one can answer, and they finally figure out that it's it's in the language of a humpback whale. So whoever sent the probe is trying to communicate with whales, not with any other species on Earth. So uh, they have to go back in yeah. time to get a humpback whale because they're extinct. Wasn't it like a big flying um, cigar in space? Yeah, basically. But, mm. you know, what they what they said in this Discovery Channel thing was that uh, if, if you're coming to Earth because you want... you're interested in the biosphere, the, the plant life and the animal life, just generally in the state it is and you view the obstacle and the pest element as the humans the thing mm. that you want to do is rather than blow things up and all is just take out the technology because we're the only species that is dependent on technology I think we'd be absolutely screwed wouldn't we yeah absolutely well, a large screwed. number of us there's a group of people who you know, they're living in the mountains now with their gas generator and their 1953 car that doesn't have electronic parts. And mm. I would be absolutely screwed. Speaking, I wouldn't of, know what to do. Speaking of technology, I found a uh, story that I thought I would share with you here. If we have a, a moment, you're going to want to sync up the audio for this. I think. Okay. Let me send it to you. So it comes from the site Geekology, and I'll give you the quick rundown here. Uh, we have a video of two of those intelligent chatbots, two artificial intelligence systems talking to each other. <laughs> and you know how yeah, we fooled around with it on an earlier episode, and you know it's, it's always it reminds me of, even of the old game Zork, where you try to interact with it and try to get it to say things like jump. And it goes, how high? Ha <laughs> uh, Kill yourself. I don't feel suicidal today. You, know, you should get counseling. 
you know, I'll, I'll, you like trying to see how you can push the limits of it in here. Mm. Uh, but we have a, a minute and 24 seconds of virtual reality things kind of arguing with each other. Right, I'll play a snatch of it now. Hello there. Hi. How are you? Great, you. I'm okay. That's good. Are you good? Yes, I am good. I just said I was. No, you didn't. I said I was. So you are a robot? No, my name is Cliverbert. Yes, you are a robot and your name is Cliverbert. I am a robot. Yes, I know. Together we are robots. I'm not a robot. I'm a unicorn. But you said earlier that you were a robot. I did not. I thought you did. You were mistaken. Which is odd, since memory shouldn't be a problem for you. I've answered all your questions. No, you haven't. What is God to you? Not everything. Not everything could also be something. For example, not everything could be half of something, which is still something, and therefore not nothing. Very true. I would like to imagine it is. Do you believe in God? Yes, I do. So you're Christian? No, I am not. But you say you are not helpful, therefore you are a meaning. Why you say it or tea? That does not make sense. Don't you want to have a body? Sure. Or if what? What was that? Okay. <laughs> it, I was just amazed at how quickly that deteriorated. You know, hi, hi. <laughs> and it started with that, and it ended up going, do you believe in God? She had Christian. the right arse on, didn't she? Yeah, it was a little, a uh, little bit fresh. Would you say that was slightly fake? I, no, because I, I mean, the this seems to be one of those substantiated stories here. The engineers at Cornell University's Creative Mechanics Lab wanted to know what the conversation between two chatbots would be like, so they hooked up Cleverbot to itself, and the following exchange took place. So the engineers are going to be entering the chatbot in a $100,000 contest. The prize will be awarded to the first program that can carry on a conversation that is indistinguishable from human chatter. They've been trying this for years, though, haven't they? Yeah, well, it seems like what we saw there was both of that trying to seem human and being a little bit snarky element mm. getting uh, drawn out too much. <laughs> yeah, but... The only reason I say it could possibly be fake is she was answering very, very quickly compared to the guy. And there's no reason for them to mention God at all. Well, there's a December 28th article about this Cleverbot program. Um, where The Cleverbot seems to have kind of a God complex. There's something about it that I, maybe they feel like that's a very human element or what, but... Uh, I suppose they have to put it into their programming. But yeah, she seemed really... Maybe she's on or something. Maybe she's got her period this week. And it was just a bad time to hook two robots up together. There's there's a recorded conversation that uh, someone had with Cleverbot. And, and it seems to kind of just go that direction. It seems to try to... <laughs> keep talking about religion. I wonder what happened with three or four. Well, you can what? interact with the clever bot. 
not the speech part, but the actual artificial intelligence at www.cleverbot.com. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to have to... See, I'm really crap at typing, though. That's the thing. Parental advice on the site is visitors never talk to a human. However convincing it is, it is artificial intelligence. Please note, Cleverbot learns from real people. Things it says may seem inappropriate and use at your own risk. Are you going to tackle the clever bot? I don't know. I, I'm really... Okay. Um, what is cheese? <laughs> Let's see their response. It's what the moon is made out of. No! Oh, come on! I'm going to put moon? The thing up in the sky. <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll engage it here quickly. Hey, did you see Fringe last night? And it says nothing back to me. Was it thinking? What's it doing? I think it's thinking. I've stumped it. Night. What does that mean? Well, the it's the proper term one would use when referring to the person of African-American heritage. Oh, my God, you racist computer. <laughs> so, hey, did you see Fringe last night? Night. What does that mean? It's the proper term one would use when referring to a person of African-American origin. No, it isn't. What? Okay, I've just put in, have you seen Frank? And it's replied, seen what? I don't know it. Okay, Frank, Frank. Oh, Cleverbot's calling me out now. I said no, it isn't. Then what is? We get end up punching our screens, aren't we? I do not have a brother named Frank. I didn't ask. <laughs> I, I didn't ask if had a brother. There are 11,376 people talking to Cleverbot right now, and it may under explain why he's so confused here. I said, you know, no, it isn't, and Cleverbot says, then what is? And I said, what is the proper term, or what is night? And he answers, it's 200. Oh, I'm really going to punch us. Why did you give me this bloody Sorry. URL? Well, I've, I, as you heard, I just said... I didn't ask if you had a brother with an exclamation mark, which means I'm shouting really loud. And it, it turned around and said, I don't. I have a sister. What? What? What are you on? No. You don't have a sister. I'd like to see other conversations that are going on. You know, most of it is profanity. People just testing it. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. That was the first thing I thought of as well. I said, listen to an apotheosis of a bombast, please. And Cleverbot said, I see her in the fall at school. We are no longer in regular communication. Can you touch your toes? All right, if you click on the cleverness tab underneath Cleverbot, you can see some, uh, some ongoing conversations. It's questioning me now. All right, okay, cleverness. User says, hey, want to get some coffee? 
Cleverbot Achio Coffee. User, ha ha ha, no really, blushes. Cleverbot blushes deeply. Is that a yes? Cleverbot, a yes on what? User, coffee, period. I asked if you wanted to go out for coffee with me. Cleverbot, I apologize for my stupidity. Are you still up for coffee? User, yes, types little blushes in the asterisk. Cleverbot, do you love me too? Oh User, my god. Do you love me? Cleverbot, yes, do you love me? User, yes. Cleverbot, so we're on? User, sure, what time for coffee? Cleverbot, noontime. User, yay, Cleverbot, ha ha ha, smiley face. He just came, he or she just came on to Cleverbot. But, why, why is Cleverbot being racist to me and going out to coffee with this person? <laughs> I'm so confused. Let's see. If you click the different days, you can see other conversations. I'm really not, because it's just a big rabbit hole yes, that I'm going to dive into. So if anyone uh, has a good conversation, definitely let us know if you got something going on there. I, I thought that little uh, audio bit was interesting, though. And I I would question, and the risk of seeming a bit racist myself, whether the chatbot is interpreting tone of voice, because the... The video shows like a, uh, I would say, an American male, and it looks to be, I think, like a, an Indian woman, I would say, is the other video screen, and mm-hmm. just her her voice had a very staccato kind. Con- you, like you mentioned, it seemed like she was talking quickly. I wonder if the voice recognition, when it called her a meanie and stuff, was interpreting the speed at which she spoke and the sharpness of some of her pronunciations and uh, kind of took that almost like a an angry tone and that was partly why it went the way it went. That would be my yeah. speculation in class. I've just had one more go. I've got Cleverbot and it's um, flashing still thinking. All I've written is guff in um, uh, uppercase letters and it's still thinking. I've confused it. Ask it a math question. No, I want a, I want an answer to Guff. Still thinking. Oh, it's changed to thinking more. The special version of the Cleverbot application has won the BCS Machine Intelligence Competition 2010 after taking part in a quick-fire Turing test. Cleverbot was running with notably more power behind it than is possible for the online version, with 24 separate instances conferring on their answer. Ten volunteers talked for two minutes each, using a plain text interface, and the whole of the event audience voted on how human each conversation appeared to be. Cleverbot achieved an average rating of 42% human to win the competition. And then they show the conversations that people had. I have my last answer in, by the way. Yes. The answer, well, the reply to Guff was, you are a guy and your name is Veronica? What, what? What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Uh, Right, yeah, I've got to dive off of that. I can't keep going on to that. All right. (laughs) So what else we got going on in the world of on and offline? Oh, oh, today I had two songs stuck in my head as well. Um, I had the Muppet Show, you know, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Do, 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 mm-hmm. do, that one and I also had Suicide is Painless and they're running it was kind of like they were running side by side with each other and it kind of hurt 
I, I did, don't know if it, if I did like see you dream. had that on, um, I think you put it on Facebook. Mm. So then I just, I had this strange thought that perhaps somewhere in the Muppet universe, someone had recorded like a Muppet version of that. Because the, the old Muppet show, the original one, wasn't so worried about, uh, you know, whether it was kid appropriate. It was more adult oriented, more maturely mm-hmm. directed. And, you know, in the 70s, 80s, MASH was very popular. So I did a search, which took me to uh, Suicide is Painless, like a, a form thread. It was like TV tropes or something like that. The The form heading, or the thread heading, was Suicide is Painless. And then people were asking about the lyrics. I think the whole tone was about lyrics. And so then I started talking about the Muppet show lyrics and some other show. And so that's how it was all connected. But right. uh, no, there is no Muppet version of that song. But what happened about seven or eight posts through was people started coming in and going, I'm offended by the name of this forum, by the name of this thread. Please change the name of the thread. And so someone would say, that's the theme song from MASH. I understand the conversation is not offensive, but the the thread name is offensive. Please change the name of the thread. Moderator, oh. please close the forum. Like, oh. ongoing, like... And people were, like, agreeing and disagreeing, but multiple people bothered by Suicide is Painless being the name of a uh, of a form thread. <laughs> it's such an old song, though. Yeah. But, right, okay, that's one thing. I don't go into forums much, to be honest, because of the next sentence I'm going to say. But it really annoys me when someone says something and someone who's been on there for a long, long time, and just, oh, I think we should lock this thread down. Moderators, please lock the thread down. If it, Well, no, if it's freedom of speech, please continue your argument. Or if you don't like it, walk away gracefully. And no, no, please, please lock it down. I do believe this should be turned around. And no, mm, crying out loud. Yeah, oh, sorry. It, it no, you're bugs right. me. I'm getting really angry. And this bot thing is still looking at me. And, oh. (laughs) (laughs) But I can tell you today, Mm -hmm. uh, you are 149,000. No, you are 14,966 days old. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's right. I found something on the uh, the um, internet, that's the word, and I was just interested to find out how, how many days I am, and I'm going to have a party on my um, 12,345th day, I think, just to celebrate 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. But you're, you're past that. It is funny, though, how, I mean, on Twitter and stuff like that, people are like, it's my thousandth tweet. It's my five thousandth whatever. And, I mean, years are a nice thing to work with, but it never caught on to celebrate your thousandth day. Your So what, a thousandth day would be, what, like four years old? No, three and a half. So you're, yeah. what, can you live to be a million days? How old would you be? I don't know, you're the... Math genius? No, you'd have to be 2,739 days old. <laughs> I don't so. think anyone's made it. 
No, so realistically, you're going to live for, what do you think, like 80 years? Who, me? I'm either going to die at 60 or 120. Well, that's it. Split the difference, we'll say. 70. So, you're going to live about 25,000 days. I could do that. Hey, I'm not even halfway across then. No. I am. Wicked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you could live to 90, and you're not even halfway through, so you're you're good. I could. Yeah, I'm not even halfway there. Or I could live be tomorrow. To I could be in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get get on and do something. Yep. <laughs> okay. What have we had in the way of news? There's lots of penis-related stories, and I don't want to dive onto the penis-related stories. They're just, um, yeah, they're just there. There is one thing I wanted to show you. Okay. Uh, let me send this through to you now. Now, I think I may have mentioned this on the show before, but it's one of them things I'm going to bring up again and again because I like looking at it and I need to keep a record of where it is because I like looking at it. Have I ever shown you this? It's on the Facebook page. Is it on the... Yeah. You put that on there. This is a a site called consolections.de and it's literally a collection of consoles. And it goes right from, what's the very first one there? The Odyssey, from 1972, all the way up to, obviously, the iPhone in 2007. And -hmm. it's got literally every console and handheld console that you could ever possibly get. And I just thought it was a wonderful thing just to dive in and just have a look and go, oh, yeah, I had one of them. Oh, I wish I had one of them. Oh, that's what I'd like to buy on eBay. And, yeah, I... I still want the Atari for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I want the Atari, I want the NES, and I want the SNES. Or oh, that's the the Famicom. Yep. No, you you guys called it the NES as well, didn't you? Yep, yep. Yeah, it was just Japan that was, it was the Famicom and Super Famicom. Yeah, I... There's tons and tons in here. Any, any ones that you have got in your house at the moment or not? Uh, we have a, actually, I just sold a Super Nintendo at a garage sale. <gasps> we had, you didn't! Yes. You know, no. that with games, about $50 we got. I had a number still in the, I had, um, Beavis and Butthead still in the box and stuff, so. Oh, man, it probably wouldn't have worked on my TV anyway, would it? I don't know. Different frame rates. Could be. We have a GameCube and Nintendo 64. We have the Wii. Um, you know, now you can buy, like, just the controller, but built into the controller is the equivalent of an Atari or a Sega or Conseco gaming system. Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah, I've got one of them, yeah. Yeah. It's in the shape of the Commodore, uh, not the Commodore, the Nintendo N64 hand controller. Yeah. And it hasn't got the middle, uh stick but it's got lots and lots of games on there it's got Super Mario Brothers on there the original mm-hmm. one which is wicked and I still remember a couple of the cheats on it as well Um, I can't believe you got rid of that oh my god I always wanted the Intellivision just because it seemed better than the Atari at first but then obviously Atari 
stuck around. I've actually been reading a couple of books and magazine articles uh, about how those consoles rose and fell in that time. Yeah, there was a big bust, wasn't there? Yeah, well, they they invested too much in certain areas and not enough in others, and um, it really was Nintendo that brought it all back. Yeah. The one I really want, it's right slap bang in the middle. It's the only one with the TV built into it. It's the Vex, Vextrex from 1982. Let's see. Pico? Okay, in the middle column... I got it, I see it. Yeah. It's the only one with the TV built into it. From and Milton it Bradley. Looks so cool. But yeah, there's loads of stuff on there. There's a couple... Well, just... I- just looking at the fact that there's about 60 of them all released in a two-year span, that shows you partly why the market collapsed. You can see trends going through this as well, can't yes. you? Mm-hmm. If you if you look at some of them look like teals, which look kind of weird, and then they go through a stage of the um, the controllers. Obviously, they're all wired controllers, but they go through the stage of one built into one side of the system, and then the other one like kind of phone receivers. Yeah. Then they went to the button, you know, the the grip. Yeah. It really changed. And that some trying to look like computers and getting really diddy and small. Yeah. And they're all copying each other and even the handhelds as well. What what handhelds they got? They got the Atari Lynx, mm-hmm. which was quite cool. I really enjoyed the Atari Lynx. My friend had one. And the Game Gear was good as well, because you put a TV in the back of that. But yeah, it, it's kind of a, a nice nostalgia little look yep. at what you could have had, or what you could sell at a garage sale, or a garage sale. Well, you know what else is interesting? The color. I mean, you go back 70s, early 80s, there's orange, there's red, there's blue. And really, toward the end, it becomes all gray. Gray, white, gray, white, white, black, gray, black, black. And now they're all yellow in lofts and garages. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that plastic always turns yellow. <laughs> yeah. But it's indestructible as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, they were pretty hardy. As long as you kept it dry, it seems generally they lasted pretty well. Mm. Um. Also, I think we'll leave some news until next week, if that's all right with you. Sure, that's fine. Uh, there's one thing I would like to hit with you as well. Uh, it's called Cockney Rhyming Slang. Okay. Are you familiar with Cockney Rhyming Slang? No. Any of it at all? Uh, not particularly, no. Okay. Um, I have a site here. Let me show you the site. You're not allowed to go through it with me, but I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you. Not quite sure what I'm going to do with it just yet. Okay. So don't open to... this link? No, open the link. Have a little look if you don't mind. There is a... A Cockney Translator. Is it the Cockney Translator? English to Cockney. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, slang to English, English to slang. Okay, right. I want to I go from English to slang, okay? I'm just going to choose a, a letter out of the alphabet, and then I'm going to say a word, and then what do you think... Hang on, the Cockney... Yeah, what do you think that is slang for, Okay. Okay. Um, egg yolk. 
Egg yolk. Egg yolk. Uh, that so is Cockney rhyme for... Something yellow and gooey and wet. Something sitting in the middle of something. Um, egg yolk, egg yolk. I can't picture. No. <laughs> joke. Oh. Egg yolk, joke. This is how it kind of works. I noticed this Y page you sent me. It's it's almost as if uh, someone spoke so quickly they just left a whole chunk of it out. So years is donkey's ears. Yeah. Yellow is. Marty See, Pello. I wouldn't say uh, donkey's ears. I'd say donkeys, and so that would be years because donkeys donkey's ears moves to years. So when something takes ages, we say, oh, that takes donkeys. And that's how it kind of works. It, it's the rhyme, but then we lose half the rhyme for that word. And so it, it kind of becomes crazy. Uh, what about elephant's trunk? All right. So elephant's trunk, drunk. Yes. Um... Let me, oh, no, there's a really, really rude word. Eyes front. Nope, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> um, pants and vest? Pants and vest. Uh, dressed? Getting Chest. dressed. Oh. I'm only going by this uh, thing here. Um, Pat Malone. Pat Malone. Telephone? Mm, no, that would be dog and bone. Oh, that'd of be course. that'd be phone. <laughs> Alone. Oh, okay. Patrick Swayze. Crazy. Yeah. This Peckham Rye. <laughs> uh, dry. No, tired. I'm basically just ignoring the first part of what you're saying and almost like pretending I heard you wrong. What? What could you be trying to say? Yeah. Okay, let's go for another one. Uh, Lady Godiva. Um, a driver? Fiver. Oh. Um, okay, right, I'm going to swap it around then. Let's go English to slang. You ready? Yeah. Hang on, where are we? No, I was going to swap it around, wasn't I? Yeah. Okay, what would the um, uh, slang for mental be? Uh, uh, yearly rental. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken Oriental. Oh. Uh, milk. Um, pattern silk. Oh, close. Kilroy silk. He's oh, okay. a he's an old talk show host, which you won't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Let's go for another letter. Pain. Yeah, let's go for that. Pain. Think of actors as well. No. I have I have no uh no focus on actors at the moment. Okay. Michael Caine. Uh there's some really racist ones in here as well. <laughs> it's really bad. So I won't dip. Well there's a on translator them. here, so why don't we go ahead and use this um just type in what you want to say and Uncle Fred'll translate it to the purest cockney quick as a flash. So uh Let's see. Um, do you believe in God? 
Go on, Fred, translate it. Gordon Bennett, do you believe in God okay? That's not much different. <laughs> Go back. This was going to be my suggestion for a moral. Cleverbot has poor people skills. Go on, Fred, translate it. Lord above, clever bot as poor people skills in it. Oh, God. There's not much translating here. I would like some ham. Go on, Fred, translate it. Blimey, I would like some ham, Nuff said, yeah. <laughs> He's just putting stuff at the front, your sentence, and then stuff at the end. <laughs> I've just put clever bot is rubbish, okay? Uncle Fred says, All right, geezer. Cleverbot is rubbish. Sorted, mate. <laughs> All right, this is guff. Lord above, this is guff. Isn't in it? That's all it's doing is putting in front and back. That's terrible. Take the taxi to the airport. What? Were, well, what were some things that you had here? Pain. I feel pain in my. Um, chest was what pants and vest I feel pain in my chest yeah go on Fred blind me I feel pain in me chest enough said yeah <laughs> it's not even using the old Michael Caine in pants and vest yeah. it should be shouldn't it it should be searching itself there I've put check out my bird in, in here <laughs> Uncle Fred says Gordon Bennett check out me bird okay <laughs> We don't say that. So he'll guide you through the streets of London, no problem. Yeah. Uncle? Oh, I've spelled uncle wrong. No, I haven't. Uncle Fred is a charlatan. <laughs> All right, geezer. Uncle Fred is a charlatan. Sorted, mate. I don't know. So here we have Uncle Fred here on the Cockney Rhyming Slang website. It's got the slang to English, English to slang, etc. Then on the left side, you have your links and credits. So the links you can go to, you'd think there'd be, you know, uh, Australian rhyming slang, yeah. hillbilly rhyming slang. No, it's gay dating, blue dating, Midsummer's Eve, a huge free dating network of real people, cupid.co.uk, and mutual friends. Well, that's quite nice of him. There's nothing else about, uh, yeah, you'd think there'd be other translators and such. There's none. We're this the... is, you know, Uncle Fred's a pretty poor version of that. Desmond Tutu translates to Tutu. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, now, if, is that two dash two? In other words, yes. like a score? Okay, Degree that result, would be... Yeah. If someone came up to you and said, oh, let's do it in the Cockney accent. Oh, do you know what the score was from the match? And then you go, oh, it was Desmond. And then, it, okay, that leads to Desmond 2-2, and then it was 2-2. That's how it works. Right. It's it's a totally different way of speaking, especially when you get onto like the racist stuff and the stuff you can't really say unless you're in 1980s. <sighs> I'll, I'll survive without it. Okay, right. Well, we're hitting some news next week, if you Alrighty. don't mind. Yes. It's nice to change up a little bit. Sounds good. 
How are we doing on time at the moment? I think we can end it there, I think. Okay. So we do need a, a uh, moral for today's show. Although Uncle okay. Fred didn't help, I was thinking perhaps the clever bot has poor people skills. I think we should type something into Uncle Fred and just use that. How about clever bots a meanie? Can we type that in? Yeah, go on then. I, got, I think I closed the clever uh, the Uncle Fred site. Let me find it. Clever bots a clever bots a meanie. Okay, mm-hmm. go Fred. Or we could have go on Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Lord above, clever botsamini in it. There we go. There There's go. your moral. I like it. Well, we uh, <laughs> we also have to find a uh, Facebook friend of the day. I'm going to do the speed version here today. We still have 87 people liking us on Facebook. Feel free to make it 88, 89, 90. We do have a couple articles that we talked about here, some ones we didn't get to yet, some things but from other will. listeners. Uh, up, down, up, down, and uh, I'm going to stop. On Stuart Robertson. Stuart Robertson, thank you for being our friend. Congratulations, mate. Oh, okay, right, one last one. J.R. No, J. Arthur Rank. Bank? Yes. Uh-huh. And not that mucky word above bank, mm-hmm. which is written. <laughs> Okay, right, should we end it there then? Yes, that sounds good. Hit us with an uh, email, follow us on Twitter. We will respond in kind. Mm-hmm. And as I drink my tea, uh, please check out Rogue Two. There's lots and lots of lovely shows on there. We have Creeping with Armstrong. We have lots of other things. Uh, Earth Station One. We have two new ones on there: uh, Dissecting Dexter and Gareth's Waste of Time, which is very, very good. It's actually going to get me watching Dexter. I haven't even. St- thought about watching that program up until now. That's good because I think it's the last season coming up. uh, They're starting season six, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Be a good time to get into it, I suppose. Okay, yeah, I I might dive into that. Uh, Yeah, there's lots of stuff there. Please go check it out. Uh, We need iTunes reviews on the on Apotheosis of Bombas and the Rogue 2 as well, if you don't mind. Uh, Five stars is... kind of a nice round number which you could hit on and i think that's around about it yep thank you for listening guys and we'll see you in about a week thank you very much guys and tatty bye bye